Psalm 37 and verse 23. We remember we're taking a pause from our series in the book of Ephesians. I'm ready to get back in there. There's some good stuff when we pick back up there. But uh, we, we take December for, for Advent, looking forward to Christmas and preparing our heart for that special day uh, that we would always receive from him what he has for us in it. And then in January, there's some focus and foundational things uh, that I always want to seek the Lord for and then lay before you as, as we start this year. Lord, what are some things that we need to hear? What, what's some fuel that we need uh, to run well this year that's set in front of us? And uh, last week, uh, we, we shared about how we need, to, we need to number our days. We want him to teach us how to number our days so that wisdom can develop in our hearts to know that we are not permanent here on this earth, that these days are going past us quickly. And and knowing that, we also know that they're very meaningful, that they're very important and that we can make the most in him out of the time that we have, both in our life with him and for those others around us. And so I want to continue that today. I'm going to read just a couple of verses here to start, and then I want to pray over the word as we approach it today. But Psalm 37 and verse 23, it says, A person's steps are established by the Lord, and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, because the Lord supports him with his hand. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence here among us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you lead us into all truth, uh, that you convict us of of truth and of sin and of righteousness and of the resurrection. I thank you that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your namesake and you use your word to do it, that it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And I thank you that you encourage us today as each one of us has need in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I, I get asked a lot. You get asked a lot. How are you doing? How's everything going? Right? You hear that a lot. All, all the time. You, know, you see people all the time. Hey, how are you doing? How's everything going? And for me, and, you know, they may ask another question. How's your family? How's your family doing? How's everything going at the church? How's everything going? And normally you just go, good, going good, busy, going good, busy. And I, I was getting that, I, I was getting asked that a lot. And, you know, certain, sometimes things just start to rub on you. And for some reason, that question was starting to rub on me. And part of it, I think, maybe because people don't really want to know. <laughs> maybe they don't. That's their way of saying hello. You know, hey, I don't know what else to say. How are you doing? What you know? You know, sometimes we'll say stuff like that. But what, what, what's going on? And I don't know. It just happened to be that Kelly and I were at, a, at an event and, uh, uh, another pastor that I know from uh, out of town over in El Dorado was there and, and you know, we, we see each other. He comes over. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Like, how's everything? How's everything going? Go, going good. How's everything? How's everything at the church? And I don't know if they're wanting to hear a testimony or here I quit. I don't know if what they're wanting to hear about that. You know, maybe they're hoping I didn't. Maybe that's what it is. Um, and I just I, I paused for a second. And because it kind of grated on me, not that I was mad at him or thought anything. He loved me, but I, was like, and I, I just thought, I was like, Lord, I want, a, I want a truer answer to this question. And all of a sudden, you know, I told you, sometimes you ask the Lord for an answering 
right there. There it is. And there was an answer on my heart and it went up through my mind and came out my mouth. And he, he looked at me. He said, huh, huh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. And we went on talking. And then that was on a Friday night. That Monday, uh, I was on my way to work and I had stopped off and I saw another pastor friend of mine. Same questions, right? How you doing? How's everything going? Hey, how's everything at the church? And I said, Lord, I'm going to give him the same answer. So I gave him the same answer that was on my heart from the Friday night before. And hit him right in the thinker with it. And he said, huh, huh, yeah, that, that, yeah. And we, we talked about it for a little bit. And then I went on to work as I'm driving. I'm just, it's a simple answer. But I was like, Lord, the more I press on this, the more I'm seeing in it and the more I've been. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on it. I get to work. I sit down at my desk uh, there at the bank before I get started. I'm, I'm making a few notes on it. I'm like, Lord, I want to remember this. I want to hold this because I feel like it's an encouragement, not, not just to me, but I'm going to be able to use it to, to build somebody else up. Because um, what I realize is it's not just an answer to those questions, but it's also an agenda. It's something that all of us every day need to do. Okay. And last week we looked at, and I told you, we looked at in short the question of, hey, how'd your year go? How's everything going in your life? Similar question to the one they were asking me. And, and hopefully you've been thinking on that, praying on that, like, like we talked about. Lord, what, what are some areas that I can grow in this year? What are some areas that you want to challenge me in this year? What are some things I need to build up in my life? What are some things I need to tear down? Right? Those big moment questions. Hopefully we've been asking ourselves that. Uh, and, and this week, the, the answer that the Lord gave me that I've sh- that I shared with them and I'm going to share it uh, with you uh, again is true for all of us, true for every person, true for every house represented. Every single one of us can answer that question this way. How's everything going? How are you doing? And what I told them was we've got some things to celebrate and we've got some things to contend with. We've got some things to celebrate and we've got some things to contend with celebrating and contending. How'd your year go? How'd last year go? Hey, we got some things to celebrate. We got some things that went well. We got some things that happened that that I'm happy about that I got to enjoy uh, that I really appreciate. I got some things to celebrate and We know we didn't end 2023 perfect, did we? Our situations and our lives, they weren't perfect. They were still rife with a lot of difficulty. Things for us to strive against. Some things we're we're struggling with. We got things to celebrate. And we've got things to contend with. And again, it's simply said, we got things to celebrate. We got things to contend with. That's the way I said it to them. But the more, again, the more I pressed on it, the deeper, some praying and some thinking. The Lord took me to one of my favorite spots in Scripture, Psalm 37, and was encouraging me with some things out of that just as I was walking. And when I came back, I wanted to lay it open and I wanted to read it again. 
I was like, Lord, if this is if, if, if you're pointing me towards this, I, I want to sit down with you in it and I want to see what else you would say. And then one of the things that I saw was this one in verse 23 and 24, that a person's steps are established by the Lord and he takes pleasure in his way. Well, what part does that sound like? They're celebrating, right? He takes pleasure in his way. I'm walking with you and I'm enjoying it. Then it said, though he falls... I mean, that sounds like the contention, right? Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him with his hand. The Lord establishes your steps and you take pleasure in walking that away. But every now and again, there's going to be things that trip you up. Every once in a while, there's going to be things you have to go. That you have to contend with on this walk. And then I also remembered in Philippians chapter four. Verse four, Paul writing to the church at Philippi said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What does that sound like? We celebrate something, right? We're celebrating, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Uh, Let your uh, graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. But in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So there's the rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. We've got things to celebrate. We've got good things that have happened and that are happening. And don't worry about anything. What am I, now I'm contending with something. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, in prayer, in supplication, make your request known unto God. The more I looked, the more I kept seeing, celebrate, and contend. Seeing both. I look back over into Ephesians, at where we've been in. The first uh, half of Ephesians is what we covered towards the end of the year. And, and Paul told him, he said, I don't stop thanking God for you in my prayers. What does that sound like? We're celebrating. There's something to celebrate. And then what did he say? He said, and I continue to pray for you that the Lord God will grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And he goes on and names off all these things that he's praying for them that he still wants to see in their life. He's like, I'm celebrating what God's already done for you. And I'm contending for you in the faith and in prayer that you will continue to walk in this and this. And you haven't even seen this yet. And this is going to be awesome. But I'm contending for you that you get there. And I just kept seeing in our life this balance of celebration and contention that we celebrate and we contend. We have things to celebrate and we have things to contend with. Both of them exist and both of them are ours to do every day. Every day that second Friend that I shared that with again after it hit him right in the thing because what was he expecting? He was just expecting good, you know, busy. Yeah, got this, got a meeting coming up, whatever. It, how are things going? How are things at the church? We got things to celebrate and we got things to contend with. And he said, and we need to do both of those every day, don't we? I was like, we do need to do them every day. That's one of the things I wrote down when I got back to my desk when I had my notes where I could. Do it. We need to do both of them every day. Think about how out of balance we would be if we only did one of them. If we only did one 
and not the other? What if we neglect to contend? And contend, I mean, there's some struggle in that word, right? That there's some, this is pressing against me. I've got to press back. This is getting out of order. I've got to reach in and, and help order this. I've got to engage. I've got to be active. I've got to, I've got to put forth some energy to see this be brought and, and straightened out. What if we quit doing that? If we quit competing as if to win, what if we stopped? Well, the things that we have to celebrate today are what we contended for yesterday, right? Do you see how that works? What we have to celebrate today is something that we contended for yesterday and thank God we overcame and we persevered and now we can celebrate that today. Well, if we didn't contend yesterday, we don't have that to celebrate today. So if we stop contending, if we stop putting forth that energy and that effort in these good and right things in life, guess what we do? We run out of things to celebrate. Right? Ms. Kelly and I have been married 20 years. That's something to celebrate. Something to celebrate. But we only got here by contending for our marriage day in, day out. Month in, month out. Year in and year out. Right? What if we had stopped contending? Have you seen that movie, The Blind? Any of y'all seen that? It's a good one. Not very many of y'all seen that? We need to watch that. It's good. It's the story of the, uh, the Duck Commander founder, Phil Robertson, and all the things that he and his sinfulness and his carnality put his wife through. And she should have quit. Right? People told her she should have quit on him. And she said, you know, my mama told me, I think this is how she put it, that one day you have to fight for your marriage. One day you have to do what? You're going to have to contend. You're going to have to contend for the good and the right thing in life. And she did. One day you're going to have to fight for it. We got there by contending. What if we stopped contending for our marriage? Slowly but surely, we lose that which we would celebrate about. We lose it. And that's, that's true for anything in our life. Let, let's flip it. Right? What if we only contended? What if we never celebrated? If we only contended, if we only struggled, if we only strived, we, we never celebrated, we, we never took our nose off the grindstone, we never looked up from what we were right there working on to see where we had come from, to see where we were going to. What if we never did that? Well, we'd wear out. We would lose the will to contend. Without the celebration, you lose the will to contend and fight for what's worth fighting for because you can't see it anymore. So there's a balance there. Celebrate and contend. And then the third question is, what if you just didn't do either one? What if you didn't celebrate and what if you didn't contend? Well, we know that what that would look like, right? You, you would be listless. You would be despondent. You'd be without strength and without hope. Right. Nothing to celebrate, nothing to strive for, nothing to put my hands to, 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 to work on. That, that's one of the things to, to share with with our men. You need something to put your hands to. You need something to make you tired every day. A man going to bed not tired is not a good thing. It's not a good thing for us. 
A person's steps are established by the Lord and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports him with his hand. And as you look into this, and I hope you think on this, you'll see how one always feeds the other. Celebrate, contend, celebrate, contend. Like a closed loop. I contend for something and we achieve progress in that area. It gives me something to celebrate. And then I have something to celebrate over. Now I'm contending again to celebrate, to contend, to celebrate, to contend. I celebrate all the good. Otherwise, I get weary doing it. Scripture says that. Don't grow weary doing good. Because in due season, you'll reap a harvest if you don't lose heart. So don't grow weary doing good. Otherwise, you're going to lose heart and you're going to miss your harvest. I celebrate all the good. Otherwise, I'm going to get weary of doing it. The Lord has established my steps. Thank God. I'm celebrating that. Though I fall, though I, though I stumble, though things get in my way, though I, though I get diverted every once in a while, I will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports me with his hand. There's a steadiness and a sturdiness to walking with him and contending for that walk. I'm not walking alone. We'll talk about that more here in a minute. But we celebrate and we contend. A line I've used a lot. If you find yourself shoveling manure, it's really important that you remember why it is you're doing that. If you find yourself shoveling manure, now manure is poop. But what I figured out is it's poop if you have to pay somebody to haul it off. And it's manure if you have to pay somebody to haul it in. See how that works? So if you find yourself shoveling manure or doing a task that's hard, nobody wants to do this. You have to remember why you're doing that. Otherwise... You're going to at least fuss about it and you're probably going to quit. You're at least going to fuss about it and you're probably going to quit. And I get that from Proverbs 14, 4, one of my favorite uh, verses to preach on. Uh, It says where there are no oxen, the stall is clean. But you need a large ox or a strong ox for a large harvest. So if there's no ox in the stall, there's no ox to clean up after. There's no poop to shovel. There's nothing to sweep. There's no food to carry in there. There's no work to do if there's no ox in the stall. That's what it's saying. But it's also saying you need an ox in the stall if you want to bring in a harvest. It takes a strong ox for a large harvest. So if you find yourself when it's not harvest time, standing where that ox has stood and shoveling what he's left in there, it's important that you remember what that's for. Because if you just see it as what it is, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to shovel manure and clean out an ox's stall. But what do we want? We want that large harvest. And so we have to remember, even though I'm having to contend with this, it's so I can celebrate that. I'm having to contend with what the ox has left in the stall, but it's, it's so I can celebrate what it'll bring in in harvest time. See, if I didn't have an ox, I'd pray for one. And we'll do that with things in our life. Lord, I just, Lord, I want this in my life. Lord, bring me a spouse. 
Bring me a spouse. And then they get here and we're like, what's wrong with this one, Lord? I think you sent the wrong one. <laughs> Lord, they're not, they're just as broken as I am and we don't know how to do this together. Right? And that, but if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves fussing about what we prayed for because it involves us contending with something. Right? Because we have to contend we're thinking, I don't want to do this. I wanted something I wasn't going to have to contend for. That's in this life, past your salvation. There's not anything good that you're not going to have to contend for, that you're going to have to engage for, that you're going to have to put your uh, skin in the game. But if we didn't have an option, we pray for one. We get one and we're having to shovel that stall. If we forget. And don't celebrate the harvest, the harvest that we brought in last year, the next harvest we're going to bring in. And remember, this is a harvest right here. This is a harvest getter. Man, I'm sure I'm glad I got this ox. This is a good thing to have. I don't mind doing this because I know the better that it's going to bring. Right? We keep shoveling. We keep contending. And in that, we have to keep celebrating. Because that gives us the fuel to contend. I'm looking forward to the next harvest, looking back at the last one and thanking God for that ox that he gave me, even though I got to shovel a little bit. We have things to celebrate and we have things to contend with. And again, those are often even in the same arena, just like that ox. We, we don't want to complain about what God has put us over. Because what you're contending with are things that you've been put over. However big or small it may seem to you, whatever you're contending with is something that he has put you in, in authority and dominion in the area of. We don't want to complain about it. We want to celebrate what we have. Because complaining is going to give me fuel to quit. Celebrating is going to give me fuel to contend. Again, just like Philippians 4, 4 said, rejoice about, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Don't worry because the worry is going to be something we have to contend with. How do we contend with it? In everything. In prayer and supplication. Pray to God. Thank Him for what He's already done. And pray for what He has yet to do in your life. And give it to Him. And then it says what? Then the peace of God comes and guards your heart. And your mind in Christ Jesus. Because you contended in prayer, you get to walk in peace instead of in worry. Because you rejoiced in the Lord always, you get to walk in that joy and that peace instead of that worry and that distress. Again, you, you, you prayed for that spouse. You prayed for that job. You prayed for that family. You prayed for that ministry. Don't be thrown off by the fact that you're going to have to engage and contend with what he's given you. You're going to have to expend energy. We celebrate and we contend. We celebrate and we contend. Both are ours to do. And as we look at this last year, looking into this next year, another thing you can ask yourself, what is there for me to celebrate? Because you can find something. Even if it went as bad as it could have possibly gone, you got something to celebrate. Maybe it's the fact that you're still here. I wasn't planning on celebrating that. But you've got something to celebrate. Lord, what am I celebrating from this last year? Let me think back over all that you've done. And then, Lord, what would I best contend with this year? What am I contending with right now? 
And how can I best or better do that? And what else am I going to need to contend with this year? That maybe, maybe I let the rope drop in some areas that I need to pick it back up. What, what areas were your steps firm and established and you took pleasure in it? And what places did we fall a little bit? But thank God weren't overwhelmed. That he had to keep us steady. And we want to celebrate and contend. And as Christians, as believers, we acknowledge that we're not doing either one of those things on our own. We don't do either thing alone, right? A person's steps are established by who? The Lord. He takes pleasure in his way. Well, praise God, you established my steps. I celebrate in that, but it's not celebrating. Oh, Stephen, he did such a good job. I'll pat myself on the back. It's you brought me to where I am. Thank you for that. And then, though, though I fell, I wasn't overwhelmed. Because you supported me with your hand. Whether I'm celebrating, whether I'm contending, it's because he, he is there with me. There's a verse in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 25. The Lord says, I will contend with the one who contends with you. I will contend with the one who contends with you. He's right there with us in the middle of it. We don't do either of these or anything good outside of him. When we celebrate, we look back at what's going on, where we've come from, what we've come through, what we overcame. And then we look up and we thank God because he brought us to where it is that we are. And then we look forward I see plenty of stuff in my path I'm going to have to contend with. I see plenty of things that I'm going to have to put my hand to that are going to involve some hard work, that's going to involve some energy, some attention from me, me to be more disciplined. I see some things I'm going to have to contend with. I look forward, I call on the name of the Lord, and I ready myself to contend. I ready myself to contend with those things that are in the way. That's what He has me here for to contend today, you know, this month, this year, the things that we'll celebrate next year, the things that we'll testify about next month, next year. In all of this, the Lord is with you. As a believer, as a Christ follower, He is with you and He is strong and mighty. He is our help. He is our counsel and our God. We contend. We, 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 we don't sit passive. We contend with what he's given us to do. Contend for what? What am I contending for? Godliness in my own life, right? That my oxen stall is swept. That it's ready for whatever may come for my relationships, my family, my church family, my job, where he's put me. I contend to be what? To be God's person wherever I am. To be his light wherever I am. To be his salt wherever it is that I am. I have to contend for that. And tend well all the areas and the arenas that he has blessed me with. As we finish up, 
What did you contend with last year? Think on it. What are some of the things you contended with last year? And did you try to do it alone? Did you try to do it alone? Did you do it with some grumbling and some complaining? I had some things like that, right? I had some things like that. When we try to do it alone, we can't see it from the right perspective. Can't see the full picture. Faith sees what is unable to be seen by the human eye and by our natural perspective. And when I can't see everything the way I need to see it, well, again, what am I going to do? If I'm shoveling that manure and I forget why it is that I'm doing this, I'll at least fuss and I'll want to quit. I'll at least fuss and I want to throw my hands up and go, I'm tired of this. Right? I'm tired of this. This is hard. I don't like doing this. But with him, bless you, with him, it's Lord, teach me. What did we talk about last week? Teach me to number my days. Teach me to line these things up correctly. Why? So that wisdom may develop in my heart. So that truth put into action can develop in my heart. There's some things that you did throw your hands up about last year. And again, we could go through and talk about, well, some things, I, some things you need to quit and some things you don't. Yes, and we pretty well know the difference, don't we? Pretty well know there's things that, that aren't in line with His Word or His way in our life that we need to quit and get out of our life. But the good and the right things, you know, it's hard to have a family. I don't, I don't mean I need to quit on them. But maybe I need to quit the way that I was approaching it. If I made it unusually difficult on myself, maybe I was contending and not celebrating. That's going to make it difficult on me and that's going to make me want to quit. I don't need to quit on my family. I need to quit doing things the way that I was doing them. I need to quit approaching it the way that I am approaching it. Maybe I don't need to quit. Maybe I need to quit the way that I've been trying to do it. Maybe even trying to do it alone. Wearing yourself out. Burning yourself out. Tearing yourself down. Trying to do something good and right. You had a good idea, but you didn't have the right help in your heart. You were trying to do it standing alone on your own two feet. We can't do that. We're always going to wear ourselves out. Life is always going to be too big. There's always going to be more to contend with than we can handle. That's why I wanted to take you here where it says a person's steps are established by the Lord. And that's when we take pleasure in our way. That though we fall, we will not be overwhelmed because the Lord supports us with His hand. That we're putting Him first over everything else so that when I'm contending, I know I'm contending for the right thing in the right way. And He is there with me to support me. Scripture says He'll uphold you with His strong right hand. That His arm isn't short that He can't save. His ear isn't deaf that He can't hear our cries. I contend with Him before, behind me, beside me. He's all around me. That's how I contend. And I celebrate the wins. So as we get ready to finish again, 
I want you to, to do some inventory on that. Not necessarily in here. As we go out, ask him. Ask him to take this and put some things on your heart. Lord, what, what are some things that I should have celebrated and I didn't? What were some things that were some real, were some wins this last year that I didn't even look up from what I was doing? I just kept motoring on and I didn't stop to say, hey, that, thank you for that. Thank you that you were with me in that. You ordered my steps in that. It wasn't, hey, it wasn't pretty, but we made it through. As one man said, uh, speaking to the community and the folks that had helped him uh, as he was in his uh, formative years, he said, you, you helped me arrive to adulthood safely, but not without incident. It's going to be that way. That's what it says right here. We arrive safely in the Lord, not without incident, not without some difficulty, but Lord, what, what should I have celebrated last year that I just kind of let go by? I should have let that roll up in worship to you. I should have stopped, looked back, and then looked up. Why? Because then that would have fueled me to contend. What are some areas that you, that, that you almost burn out? What are some areas that you did wear out on? Because you were trying to do it by yourself. You were trying to push ahead and never stop and never take that breath and never bring him into it and go, Lord, is this even something I should be contending for? Because sometimes we'll chase after something we don't need to. That's a whole other discussion. Lord, teach me to number my days. Teach me to prioritize my day so that I put the important things in there and I leave out the things that aren't. So that wisdom can develop in my heart. Lord, what, what was I contending for that some things I do need to let go that I was chasing after that you don't even have for me right now, but you want me to contend here. Teach me. Here's the best thing about him. He will. He'll meet you right where you are. He'll meet you when you're frustrated. He'll meet you when you're tired. He'll meet you when you just about give up. And he'll walk you out of that oxen stall and he'll point you to the field. And he'll show you by faith the big picture. He's like, I know you're tired of shoveling that. I know that, I know that gets wearisome shoveling this day in and day. I know you get tired of these kids. I know you do. But look, look way out there. Can you see that? You shoveling this today is going to set them up where they're so much further along than you were when you started out. They're going to know me so well that there's not going to be a time that they didn't trust me because you shoveled it back here. And he carries us out of that closed in area where we can't see everything and we're just in there with our hard work and the stink and he takes us outside and he shows us the field of the harvest. And he says, now that out there, that's what this is for. Don't forget that. Don't forget what this hard work and this energy and this, this having to expend this effort, that is what it's for. We celebrate and we contend. How are you doing? We got things to celebrate. And we got things to contend with this year. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for simplifying this for my heart where I can understand it. And Lord, I, I pray that you take, take my remarks and, and, and you encourage your people. And I pray for these men and women. Lord, for the things that they have to celebrate. 
and the things that they have to contend with this year. I thank you that they don't have to do them alone. I thank you that we walk together as the body of Christ and we walk together with you. That you will contend with those things that we contend with. Forgive us when we tried to put it all on ourselves and act like we were God and nobody was there to help us. Forgive us for that. And Lord, I thank you that you are with us to help us to establish our steps. Even if we stumble, we don't, we're not overwhelmed because you establish us with your hand. You support us. And God, for those things we didn't celebrate that we should, forgive us. We want to look back and, and give you glory for all of the good things that you did for us this last year. All the positions you put us in, all, all the growth that happened. Lord, even if it's just realizing that I had been walking the wrong way and you put me on the right way, I thank you for that. I thank you that you change the way that we think and you help us to see with eyes of faith. Lord, we don't walk like the world walks. We, we walk as your children in this life. And I thank you that we won't grow weary in doing good so we don't lose heart and miss out on that harvest that you have for us. Whether it's enjoyment in a relationship, whether it's seeing someone go from darkness to light, whether it's just being an example on our job in the area that you put us in. This is how a person in the kingdom lives this life. I thank you for the, all the agents of reconciliation that you have in our community and out in this world. And I thank you, Lord, that you continue to activate your body, activate the church to make a difference where we are. Lord, as we get ready to go, we thank you that when we leave, we'll do so in peace and unity with one another. Lord, as we go into this week, that we'll do so with you in mind. That we'll think on these things every day. I've got something to celebrate. And every day I've got something to contend with. And I'm never alone in doing it. I thank you, Lord, for, for those that are out from us today traveling, working, weak in their body. I thank you, Lord, that you strengthen them and give them peace. I thank you that you return them safely to us. In Jesus' name, we love you and we thank you. Everybody say amen. Amen. amen.